Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, Oregon. It's Friday, April 10th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon safety regulators have fielded more than 2,000 complaints in the past few weeks over working conditions in offices, factories, construction sites, grocery stores, and restaurants. Workers say they're terrified about going to work during the coronavirus pandemic and complain their employers aren't doing enough to ensure people have enough distance from one another. The state's Occupational Safety and Health Division began surprise inspections last month, but it has yet to issue citations. When Governor Kate Brown ordered Oregonians to stay home last month, she made an exception for construction and manufacturing and said that other sectors could continue operating too as long as they ensured workers were keeping distance from one another and taking other safety measures. Individuals violating the governor's order could be jailed for up to 30 days and fined more than $1,200, but businesses could be sanctioned under existing Oregon workplace safety rules. OSHA could penalize employers nearly $13,000 for a non-willful violation and more than $126,000 for a willful violation. In the past three weeks alone, one in eight Oregon workers lost their jobs, according to new data out Thursday, the latest illustration of the state's economic devastation amid the coronavirus outbreak. Jobless claims have been running at record levels since the beginning of March as Oregon hunkered down to contain the spread of the coronavirus. There is growing evidence that the shutdown has sharply reduced the spread of the virus, potentially saving thousands of lives. But it has come at a profound economic cost. The state fielded a record of more than 100,000 claims last week, up from record levels in each of the prior two weeks. Altogether, the state has received nearly 270,000 claims in the past three weeks equivalent to 13.4% of all the jobs in the state. By comparison, Oregon suffered fewer than 150,000 job losses throughout the Great Recession. Restaurants, bars, and retail shops were the first to close, and that's where jobless claims first spiked last month. The latest numbers show the cataclysm is spreading to all parts of the economy. State health officials on Thursday said at least 44 people have now died from the novel coronavirus in Oregon, as confirmed cases climbed to 1,321. The Oregon Health Authority reported new deaths across Benton, Lynn, and Multnomah counties, including a 41-year-old woman who died Wednesday at OHSU Hospital in Portland. She's now the state's youngest person to succumb to the illness. The other previously undisclosed deaths are a 74-year-old Benton County man, a 97-year-old Lynn County man, an 87-year-old Multnomah County woman, and a 66-year-old Multnomah County man. All had underlying medical conditions, according to health officials, though they didn't specify what those conditions were. Oregon will prohibit all non-resident hunting, fishing, and shellfishing activity in an effort to stem a surge of non-resident anglers. The action follows Washington's decision to close all hunting, fishing, and shellfishing until at least early May. It seems some Washington residents were making their way to open areas across the state line. 
The ban does not apply to anyone living in Oregon for less than six months who hasn't established residency. Oregon Fish and Wildlife officials said some rural communities have asked the state to close seasons altogether to reduce travel. Portland Public Schools estimates that about 15,000 students, or a little less than a third of its total enrollment, will need to borrow a laptop, tablet, or other electronic tool as the district launches distance learning amid the coronavirus outbreak. But on Thursday, when the school district directed families to pick up sites at Franklin, Roosevelt, and Jefferson High Schools, as well as the district's headquarters, students and parents had to wait upward of three hours in long lines to retrieve a device. With students across Oregon expected to miss nearly three months of in-school instruction, parents, educators, and policymakers are worried about what the loss of learning time and social connection will mean for their long-term outcomes, academic and otherwise. Some students walked away without a computer on Thursday. Parents of students who don't have a computer at home express concern that their children might fall behind their classmates. Portland area counties have launched a new website that determines how likely it is that a person has COVID-19 based on the symptoms the person reports. The tool directs people with the most extreme symptoms to hospital emergency rooms, those with more moderate symptoms to clinics, and advises people with minor symptoms to stay home. But it also allows public health officials to track the cases, providing the first state-focused online triage tool for the pandemic. Local emergency medical workers will be able to direct users, based on their zip codes, to specific hospitals or clinics in real time, so that ERs don't get overrun with patients. You can find the tool online at c19oregon.com. For these and more news stories, pick up today's copy of The Oregonian or visit OregonLive.com.